Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas. Get off your phone. Craig Burley's here, as is Stevie oh. Nichol. Uh, in the Premier League today, just the one match. Liverpool taking on Newcastle at Anfield. Uh, what a match this turned out to be. Liverpool bossed it pretty much from start to finish. Take a look at those expected goals. 7.2. That is a Premier League record since records began. It could be more, in fact. Darwin Nunez with a couple of great chances, but he failed to find the back of the net. But in the end, it's three points for Liverpool, and it's three points, of course, which important for their title race as they are now three clear of Aston Villa in second. Uh, Mario Malkiot joins us. Mario on for once not to discuss how rubbish Chelsea are. Uh, we'll talk to him in a moment. Uh, but Craig, overall, Liverpool were really good, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I'd be really happy if I was Jurgen Klopp. Arsenal are stuttering. Obviously, City are the ones that everybody's still talking about. But, but defensively, the record is good this year. Uh, they're only second to Man City in terms of goals scored. And I know Nunes is a talking point, but there's still lots of other things in his play mm. that are good. His finishing is, is not one of them at the moment. But if you look at the three main title guys, Liverpool, Arsenal and Liverpool. Manchester City. Man oh, sorry, Manchester City. Uh, Liverpool still have that energy about them. You know, they just kept, can, okay, there was a couple of slack moments in this game, but they just kept pounding away and pounding away. From, from the, from the get-go, the pressing, uh, not letting Newcastle out their half, whereas you compare that to Arsenal, West Ham and, and Fulham, uh, those games, it, it, it was pedestrian. The one thing you can't say about Liverpool, they are not pedestrian. Uh, Stevie didn't watch the game with us, he watched it in a separate room because he was going to get angry. <laughs> the first thing he says to me at the final whistle, Oh, I can't believe we conceded those two goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's sometimes, it's sometimes hard when you're looking at something through a certain way and you're trying to figure out the problems as opposed... Because I think, I think what's good about Liverpool is so obvious. Right. Craig has talked about it. I mean, when, have, when was the last time we saw a Liverpool side from the first to the last minute closing the ball the way, down the way they did? It was back when they won the Premier, the, the Premier League. Mm. And so we could sit here for 10, 15 minutes talking about how they created the chances, the movement, the passing, the chemistry, the strikes at goal, the saves at Dubravka. You know, we can do all that. But unfortunately, you've got to look at the game as a whole if you're Jurgen Klopp. And I'm kind of looking at it from, from his point of view. He will absolutely, 100%, be praising everybody, particularly the midfield and the forwards, for what they did going forward. But he will for sure be having a little word to his back line about the two goals he lost. But, uh, yeah, it was great, great, great stuff for Liverpool. Uh, Mo Salah, once again, sensational, Mario. How would you fancy defending him back in your time? It's, it's so difficult because, you know, uh, one of all, OK, we know the, the, the scoring record. You know, what is he now on, what, 151, I think he is now, scoring for one club. And just to, to stop him, he's capable to do a lot of things in the sense of, like, if you go tight to him, he takes the space behind you. If you drop off him, he has the manoeuvre to go past you or take you inside and, and score a goal. And now the assist that he was making, you know, outside the boot, the way he delivers the ball, I think, you know, like, especially that first goal looks amazing. I was like, wow. Mm. But also the, the, the situation, playing against Newcastle, if you look at the way Newcastle turned up, they were like, what, four at the back and then five in the middle of the park and had only Isaac up front. So they came there defensively, but the way Liverpool went right through them in the middle of the park, it was like I was even surprised that it looked it looked very easy at certain passes where they were delivering and cutting through them. But it's not that easy because they have energy too. The way Liverpool plays high energy, but Newcastle plays at that kind of level too. But I felt like now this was, um, I, ain't, I mean, <laughs> as an outsider, I definitely watched Liverpool play because they really played some good football today. I didn't think Liverpool, I really didn't think Liverpool could get to where they are at this moment in time from where they were last year. Mm. And that's a big credit to them. Yeah. I, mean, I know City haven't been as good and Arsenal have less points than last year. But there's no doubt this is a completely different mindset from, from, from Liverpool now. The big question is uh, they've got 18 games left because I think that's 20 they've played now. Uh, can, can they keep it going? I don't see any reason why not. I know they're going to lose Endo, who's been pretty good last two or three games. Yeah. In fact, very good. Uh, Mo Salah's going to be huge. Yeah. And not just the goals, but nobody, maybe only Kevin De Bruyne, plays those little disguised balls like he plays. You know, that little ball he played in for Jota. But the other side to this is Klopp's 
making good substitutions. You know, at 65 minutes or whatever it was, it was 1-1 and, you know, off the bench, Gravenberch, mm -hmm. uh, Gakpo, but more importantly, a fit again, Diego Jota. And I think one of the differences for me is, uh, and I don't know what the boys think, from Arsenal, who have got a big headache at the moment, is I think Liverpool have got better subs. Yep. I think when you see who, they, I mean, they can bring on the likes of Harvey Elliott, who can change games. And, and by the way, who would you, and we know Kai Havertz has been a big talking point, £70 million, pounds, why wouldn't he be? I'd have Curtis Jones ahead of him. Right. I, you know, because he, because he got a goal, but I'd have Curtis Jones because he makes things happen in the middle of the park, he gets on the ball, he drives forward, you know, he's a homegrown player. And I think that's a big problem for, for, for Arsenal. And I think when you look at what Liverpool's got coming off the bench, depending on who he plays as a front three, I think Klopp has actually got more options in the forward department than what Arteta finds himself with. Uh, just a couple of points from the game. Why don't Jota just stay on his feet and score? <laughs> well, I think the ball's, the ball's... He's going away from goal. Right. He does get the clip. Uh, and he has to make a split-second decision uh, and figure out, does he have time to get on the end of the ball after being clipped? Does he know there's two defenders going to be on the line? And he has to make a decision. At the end of the day, I think he probably made the right one. When you see how far the ball's going wide, by the time he gets that, it's going to be wide of the six-yard box and there's two defenders going to be on the line. So I think in the end, he probably makes the right decision. Uh, the complaints, of course, coming from some is that he took two steps after that contact. If it was that egregious, then he would have gone down straight away. Well, it's a penalty kick. He gets clipped by the goalkeeper. Uh, and he takes one step, by the way, he doesn't take two. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a penalty. And anyhow, anyhow, for some reason, after getting absolutely shellacked during the game, the, the, highest, the highest expected goals in Premier League history, mm -hmm. the goalkeeper standing on his head has got a cheek to come out and complain about the two penalties that were given against them. Seriously. Yeah. They're both penalty kicks, no question, and there's no argument. Uh, go yeah. on, Mario, penalty for you? Yeah. No, it was definitely a penalty. But Steve, didn't you think also, I think because the ball was a little bit ahead of him, I think he made that decision too. Because I think as a goal scorer, don't you think he would tap it in? Well, at the end of the day, it's about summing up the situation. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Jota did that. He summed the situation up. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to balance whether I want to score the goal to, well, it's definitely a penalty kick if I go down, but I might not put it in the net. Then you take yeah. the penalty. So, it's, I think so got, too. that's part of your job as well. Whether you're the defender, we're the same with defending. Do we go, do we go to ground and make a slide tackle? And you only do that if, you, if it's definitely going to be a goal. So you've got to make decisions and you've got to make the right one. And there's no question he made the right decision. This is a classic case if you go online and I know, I know we shouldn't look. Shouldn't look, Craig. I, it's, <laughs> you, you, you would think, you would think this is the biggest wrongdoing any team has had this season. And by the way, that is some stretch because there has been a lot of decisions. If you looked at this uh, decision that went Liverpool's way for Jota, you would think there was no contact at all. And I think it's a classic case where people go on these forums and they've, they've just never, ever played the game. And you don't understand when you're running at full pace and it's not Depravka's hands, it's when he rotates his body, it's the elbow, yeah. if you look closely enough, that comes down on the back of the, the Achilles or the ankle. When you're going at a speed, then it has more of an effect than people who have just freeze-framed it. And so there's really a lack of understanding, but it just, it just breeds this <laughs> conspiracy about why didn't he do this, why didn't he do that? It was a penalty kick, right? And if you looked at it closely, then Anthony Taylor got it right, VAR backed it up, but it wasn't the story of the game. This is not the story. This, this, this really was about Liverpool sending a message out saying, if we get, yeah, if we manage to click in that final third, we're going to start doing some damage to some teams in the second half of the season. One of the big yeah. stories is, though, obviously Darwin Nunez yep. not getting a goal despite yep. the opportunities, Stevie. Um, I can only say that he has to start producing. I, I've certainly been behind him all the way. I've stuck up for him. I've said he needs time, he needs games. But there comes a time when you, you have to start putting the ball in the back of the net. We're seeing some of the chances. Which one worried you the most or frustrated you the most? Uh, that probably that one one on one yeah. with the goalkeeper, right? Because they keep for the start, the goalkeeper's coming towards him, and I'm screaming, Go around him, he's got plenty of time and space. 
And the fact that he hits the goalkeeper, it's a good save, but he hits the goalkeeper for me as, a, as opposed to the goalie making such a great save. I mean, this, I think of all the chances, this, I don't think you can say too much about that. Right. That's just a great save. But if you want to win the Premier League, you need your centre forward getting these sorts of chances to start scoring goals. And if you're Jurgen Klopp, with the competition for places that he has, eventually you don't get a start. And that could happen, even though Salah is away. Does he do enough away from not scoring goals? Oh, yes, so, absolutely. To warrant? Absolutely, yeah. Again, depending on the choices that the manager has, has if, if Jurgen Klopp was left with just three guys up front, then you, you have to just keep playing them. Right. But the fact that you have yeah. a Jota sitting on the bench who scores regular, regularly, then you have to use that option when it's available. Klopp talked about it after the game. He, talk, he talked about the fact that what he liked about uh, Darwin Nunes was how he occupied the two centre-backs with yep. his runs, with his physicality, and it created more space uh, for the others. Now, there's no doubt, you know, and, and we've already mentioned it, when Salah goes away, then it, it becomes more problematic. But we only really discuss this if it dries up for the others in Liverpool, start mm. dropping points. I don't want to keep harping on about it, but we wouldn't sit here and talk about, oh, is Zinchenko a bit of a weak point at left-back when they haven't got the ball? Is Kai Havertz working in midfield? We wouldn't be discussing that if the other areas of the field were operating and Arsenal yeah. were winning, but they're not. So we're now looking at, well, they're, they're not right in the middle of the park, there's a problem in that position, and I think only when Liverpool, if it starts to go wrong for them and, and you know, DS is not scoring and Jota's not scoring and Nunes is continuing to miss chances, if they're dropping points, it's going to be a big story. If they're not, Jurgen Klopp can say, well, look, he's working hard, he's running the channels, he's getting on the end of things, we're winning games, I'm OK with it. What do you make of Nunes, Mario? No, I, I, uh, you know, like what the guys already tapped into, the, the downside for him is that, you know, of course, the scoring is one of the key things. And, uh, you know, like from, you know, even when he was sitting in the stands watching him, when Liverpool, we were all enjoying them, was when they all three up front were scoring. And, of course, he has, and, you know, gets his moments and, you know, even if one would call off. But for him now, um, the only thing what I, what I do like about him is that he keeps on going. It does not matter. Like, uh, you have so many players, actually, that be in a situation now with him not scoring would be, like, on the other end and saying, like, you know, you could not see him make the effort anymore. He's not producing certain things anymore. But he's now working on, if I can't score, I make sure my other teammates are scoring. And that's what he's creating. But there was one opportunity, Steve, he called it, when he... Um, you know, got the better of Bodman because, you know, one of the key things which you learn in England, you never let the ball bounce. When you let it bounce, and I felt like he picked that up really quickly as a, you know, as a foreigner coming into that league. The ball bounces, he pushes Bodman off and gets a one-on-one -on -one with a goalkeeper. That is moments as a striker, you have to finish it. It doesn't matter, you know. It's not like he, he has to be, like, um, scoring so many goals, but these are the goals that I would say to me is the other moments... He can be unlucky, but that moment, you've got to finish it off. What, what he can't do is do what we're doing, because I'm assuming the majority of us, when he goes through, at this moment, you don't know whether he's going to score. Right. If that ever creeps into his brain, then he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. What can you do without Salah? Um, look, there's just no other way to say it than it's going to be difficult to to get the goals that he gets. But the fact is, they've got players with ability mm. that, that can produce enough goals to win games. And, and I don't think anybody can argue that. Now, the fact is, they've got to now go and do that. But at least Klopp now has options on players who have ability, who will get into scoring positions. Unfortunately for Klopp, Salah's the one guy when he gets in a position where you know he's going to score. I don't suppose you can say that with anybody else on the front line. Who's your, oh, front, who's your front three? Sorry. I, 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 would, I, would, I would go with Diaz on the left. I would, I, would have, I would have Nunes up in the middle and I'd have Jota on the right. Right. Yeah, yeah I, still, I, still, I still think Nunes can come good. I think I'd have it slightly. I think I'd have the same three ball, but I, I think I might have... Jota through the middle. Jota through the middle as a, as a sort of false nine, and I think we'll see Cody Gakpo doing that. It's not just the goals. You look at the two assists he had, and I mentioned it, you know, that, that little... Now, he doesn't 
quite often he plays these little passes and it hits somebody in the legs, but, but quite a lot of times it, it comes off. These little reverse slide balls, uh, when he's not even in a wide position, he's actually quite close to the goal. He, he pokes these little balls through. Uh, I mentioned De Bruyne earlier. I don't even think he does that. He's yeah. more into playing these longer balls. I don't think anybody else in the league plays it as well and sees it as well and sees it as early as Salah. So they're going to miss that with the outside of the, the left foot cross into the box uh, for the Gakpo lucky finish off the studs. And that's what Nunes needs, something like that to go his way. Because that exactly, wasn't exactly a clean finish. But it's not just the goals. And, and it's also the threat. If you looked at Newcastle and the, the way they started the game, they were so worried about... Alexander-Arnold and Salah that Joe Linton was sorry they had so much space in that side because he was so deep and he was coming inside and so that kind of takes a little bit of a threat away as well so it's obviously going to be huge. Uh, let's take a look at Liverpool's upcoming schedules, those games uh, that Salah is going to miss. Obviously, Arsenal in the FA Cup third round, that's coming up this weekend. But in the Premier League, at Bournemouth, Chelsea, Arsenal and Burnley, particularly, this is of course, if Egypt go all the way in the tournament, obviously a big miss. But is it a miss that Liverpool can get over, Mario? It's going to be a tricky one, um, but the only thing is that, uh, you know, we already talked about, they have some some players in the team that can answer the problem. Um, but, you know, look, he's the main goal scorer for them. He also gets them out of jail when there are difficulties going on, and that's also one of the key things that they're going to miss. But, of course, you look, regardless if we talk, for example, of course, I'm going to highlight the Chelsea game, but the Arsenal game is one of the, the big ones too for them because... Um, the way it's going now, they are behind you and you don't know how Arsenal is going to react to this situation, but when they face each other, it's a huge game. And that's why, like I, I like we said already, Nunes, the, the thing that, that Klopp said about Nunes, and I agree, like me playing as a defender, I would not want to play against a kid like that. And I'm going to tell you why, because he makes you work. Eh? He runs, he runs, he does not stop. The only thing is when we jump, of course, that's why he's playing, he has to score goals. But physically, and the the, the runs that he makes, it's only, I look at him, I think he's not getting tired. But Sabasnight came off in this game. And I don't yeah. know if he had a problem with his hamstring. Because that could be a big miss, huh? Because he's one of the key guys as well. I, I don't think this was one of his best games when I was watching him against Newcastle today. But normally, you understand, he's also the one that we're talking about outside the boot and finding players and setting people up. Oh, he's very good at it. Like, even if it, this is his first season, but the way he looks in that side, it looks like he's been there for so long. So that is also a question that they have. But as a team overall, I felt like they, they, they're looking like they're gelling again and they look very, very comfortable. And Endo's fitted in quite well, Stevie, over, over recent weeks. You're going to miss him, obviously, going to the Asian Cup. Yeah, he surprised me over the last two or three weeks. Um, initially, his first two or three games, I didn't think he looked as though he was good enough. But whether he's worked it out, whether Klopp's had a word with him, whatever it might be, he actually looks now as though he's a real part of, of, of the Liverpool machine. So, yeah, as, as well as as Jones played today and as well as Elliot can play, there really isn't that, that, that grinder in the middle of the park that's going to do the job that he's been doing when he's away. So they're gonna, that's, that's going to be a question mark, who does that role? Well, McAllister's going to have to do it. And he, yeah. obviously, he was out, he's been out injured. His back can play a yeah. great ball, by the way, for, for the Jota penalty. And that's what he brings to the team. He, and he has and he did play at the start of the season that more defensive role. But we know that that's not what Klopp has bought him for, right? And that's one of the reasons they tried to get uh, Caicedo in, they tried to get Lavi in, both went to Chelsea, not working out too great for them at the moment. But McAllister will come in and do that, but he doesn't have the defensive now that Endo has. Endo hasn't got the passing capabilities that McAllister has, and he doesn't have that grind that Stevie's talking about, where it's not as flashy, it's mm -hmm. not. But then he's got others that can go and do that. But he was going about and he was just getting into this groove about just breaking up the play and winning the ball and keeping it simple. And now they're going to have to figure out a different way of doing it. So McAllister will be that guy. Just defensively, he's not quite as good. Uh, meanwhile, for Newcastle, this, of course, part of a tough run. But, <clears throat> excuse me, for Eddie Howe's side... Sunderland at the weekend, the FA Cup, they look gone today. Well, they? I think we have to stop making excuses for Newcastle now. I mean, you know, it's been a good story to an, to an extent and they were a little unlucky in the Champions League and, and yes, they've had a lot of injuries and, you know, themselves and Tottenham and others and, 
you know, we keep sort of harping on about it. But it, it, when you look at that first 11 and they still had some experience on the bench, quite frankly, they're in a run where it's, it's just not good enough. Mm. And listen, excuses are not going to get you points. It's not going to save your job. Now, I'm not suggesting Eddie Howe is, is um, under immediate threat, but there are some stories flying around. That's just the nature of the business. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I think defensively today, they just looked... Uh, exposed. They look really exposed at times by this Liverpool side and, and he's got a lot of thinking to do. Yeah. A lot of thinking to do. And of course what you would want is a nice easy tie for the third round of the FA Cup. Yep. Sunderland is anything but given the rivalry between these two clubs. Yeah and I guess it'll because it's Sunderland Eddie Howe might not have any other choice but to go and, and, and play his first team. He's got to surely. I, well I think he does because of the run they're on. But I, I still think I mean, they're out, they're, they're out of Europe. Um, you know, they're going to, they're, they're getting players back. They've got some players back. I mean, mm. we saw Botman was back, Byrne was back, but they're, they're not at the level they were previously. Uh, Isaac's only been back two or three games as well. I still think this Newcastle team will get it right eventually. Right. I think there's enough games. I look at uh, who's above them. I see Brighton, who you can't, you know, Brighton win or lose. Tottenham's a bit the same. Um, who else? Man United, a bit the same. You know, the question is, can Villa keep doing what they're doing? So, you know, I think there's still games that, that Newcastle can get themselves back in contention. But they're still... But they're 10, I think, they're 10 I, points I think when, Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're too far they, off Spurs. Yeah. If, they, if, they, if they put a run of three or four games together, then they're There's nothing they're much that suggests business. they're going to, though, is it? Well, well if, you look at the, if you look at the recent games, then, then I certainly couldn't argue with you too much, mm. but I'm just saying that things are going to settle down for them. They're going to get some rest. Uh, they'll get players back, not just players back, but they'll be, they'll be fully match fit. I still think Newcastle can put a run together. Uh, meanwhile, of course, January the 1st brings us our favourite subject, Kylian Mbappe's contract at PSG. La Parisian reporting that he's got three options, basically. He's going to stay at PSG, he's going to go to Real Madrid, or the biggest rivals to Real Madrid are, Stevie... Liverpool. <laughs> Listen, any, anybody's going to take him. Yeah. If you can afford it, yeah. you take him. Because the, guy, the guy's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> he could be a pain in the backside, but maybe Klopp's the one that can, that can sort him out. Listen, if you can get him Bappy, you take him. Yeah, of course. But are Liverpool... Is he, re are is, they is he that, really? Are they, in the, are they in the shot window to spend really? so much on salaries? I, 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 that, I, I, that would go out with... Yes. I mean, they gave Salah... You know, when Salah and uh, Sadio Mane were oh, yeah. hovering around, they made a big decision to let Mane go. I think, well, he wanted to go, but I don't think Liverpool were standing his way when he goes to Bayern. They gave the big money to Mo Salah. Uh, are they in the boat to... Yeah. Probably pay. What would it take for Mbappe? It would probably take maybe even three times that, I and mean, that's going to upset the apple cart. I, I just don't see this. But if Salah goes to Saudi Arabia, maybe he gives a little bit of money then for the contract moving forward. I don't see it. I, d I don't believe he's going to end up at Liverpool. Uh, it's not, I'm sure the, the last time we'll discuss the possibility. Oh, of, well, of, yeah. uh, I'd imagine about 30 times of Killian Mbappe's uh, <laughs> uh, future. Uh, just a reminder: the latest edition of the Gam Jewels podcast is available now. Be sure to check that out as they reflect on 2023 and look ahead to the new year. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Of course, the new year for us, certainly short term, is all about the FA Cup. It starts on Thursday at Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace taking on Everton. Friday, Spurs take on Burnley. Saturday, Sunderland, Newcastle, the aforementioned derby. Chelsea, Preston, North End. And Borough play host to Villa. Then on Sunday, Manchester City, Huddersfield Town. Shrewsbury Town against Wrexham. And it's Arsenal against Liverpool at the Emirates. And then on the Monday, Wigan against Manchester United. Not just those games, every single third round tie is live on ESPN+. Now, do you remember a player by the name of Donny van der Beek? Currently, of course, at Manchester United. Um, An on-loan deal was agreed uh, today to see him go to Eintracht Frankfurt. Mario, what, what happened to him? I mean, look, when you when you come from, from Ajax, you know, and um, like me, myself, we play in a certain system. And the way we play football is that we, we're so used to playing. He was one of the star boys at Ajax, comes over to England. And I think sometimes when players come to Holland, they have to understand that the speed makes a hell of a difference than what we play here. Here we saw, I, I, you know, so I've repeated it before. I said tactical and technical is what we learn here. But when it comes to speed and character, it's something that you're going to find in England. And sometimes you can handle it or you can't. Okay, he comes into the team and the way he plays football is a totally different system. So now now he gets the injury and that's the downside for him. And he gets the injury, then he goes to Everton, comes back to Man United and then tries to get into the team. And then later on, okay, you get like a young boy. Give an example for a minor comes in, you understand, know, like the, the middle of the park, Fernandez. That position that Fernandez is playing is kind of what he wants to be part of. And then he was the, the, the guy that was part of the, the group of the Ballon d'Or. And, and in Holland, they were really talking big of him. But now he took that, that opportunity now that came along, going to Frankfurt, going to Germany. Why? Mm. Because he wants to play the Euro. He wants to play the Euro. That is the answer to his decision making. And when you're that age and, and you're that talented from before you came to Man United, you want to go back to that feeling. And the only way to do that is play football because sitting on the bench, your career is going to melt. Well, I mean, there's only one way to sum this up, isn't it? I mean, he's not in Holland and he might do all right in Germany. I, I don't know. But he has been absolutely, utterly useless since he's arrived at Man United. He's had no effect whatsoever. Mm. Not a jot of an impact that, that, that sits in the memory bank. And to, to not be able to affect this Man United team when they have so many bad players and you're not even... You're an afterthought in this United... It's not like he's walking in and maybe some people say, well, it'd be easier to walk into a side with a great side. But if he walked in and didn't get a game and it was full of stars and they were all performing... I could maybe say, well, you know, that's tough. Mm. But when you come into the, this scenario and there are so many poor players and yet you can't put your head up above them and say, I'm better than him, that's a problem. How does it happen, Steve? He was so good and a part of that successful Ajax side. I can only guess that somebody who was so successful at Ajax that... Not just recently. Oh, Anthony was successful at Ajax. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, come yeah. on. We're talking about Ajax here. No, no, but, no, but that, that, Holland, but that Ajax side that made that great run in the Champions League. Tottenham, that Tottenham made the final, for God's sake. No. Tottenham were not exactly a great side. No. Tottenham beat them. No, but still, you looked at someone like Van der Beek, you thought, wow, he's decent. He's, and he played well in well, Europe all, against Holland, big teams. The worrying thing with Van der Beek is that he's not even in the squad. Yeah. Now, that would yeah. suggest, that would suggest that he's given up the ghost because at least. If you're not playing, you can work hard, you can get yourself a bow, and you can at least show somebody that matters that you're actually still there. <clears throat> and that clearly hasn't been happening. And so, 
he, he just he's given up the ghost. He went to Everton. Never mind the manager. He went to Everton. He wasn't much caught there either. Mm. I mean, I just he's, 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 maybe his level is just to go back to Holland, where it's as Mario said, it's, it's slower, it's less physical, it's whatever. Or maybe the Bundesliga. I don't know. Mm. But it's not, it's not England. Well, he's gone to the Bundesliga and you'll be able to see how he gets on with Eintracht Frankfurt as, of course, it returns from the winter break. It's a little bit later than most of the leagues. January the 20th, in fact, is the first game back. Good game as well. Leipzig taking on Bayern Munich. And then the much-anticipated Van der Beek uh, debut. Uh, he's going to score a hat-trick. Eintracht Frankfurt against Schalke. Uh, that game in live at 9.30 on ESPN+. And then, good games on Sunday, Dortmund against Augsburg and Borussia Mönchengladbach against the league leaders by Leverkusen. The winter break in La Liga, much, much shorter. In fact, it's back tomorrow. Getafe against Raya Vallecano kick things off. Real Sociedad against Alaves, followed by Valencia via Real Wednesday. Good doubleheader for you. Real Madrid against Mallorca, followed by Girona against Atletico Madrid. Then on Thursday, Las Palmas against Barcelona. All those games live on ESPN+. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, meanwhile, it was confirmed today that Crystal Dunn is moving to Gotham FC. Uh, she, of course, a free agent, decided to make that move. There will be an exclusive interview with the U.S. International on the next edition of Football Americas. That drops on Thursday. Meanwhile, today's available episode takes you through the top 50 goals from North America in 2023. Top 50. Oh, speaking of this, this is a great story, isn't it? The goalkeeper coming off the bench for our bro. For our bro. There were no outfield players available, so the sub goalkeeper comes on and wow. does this oh my against Wraith Rovers. That's scary. Wow. Uh, they were 2 0 down <laughs> when he came on. It finished 2 2. He's a big lad. <laughs> hey, that's some strike, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Because you always say goalkeepers think they can play out, but they never really can. Well, they can, but I bet he doesn't do that again. No? But but I tell you what, not even a trainer. When he walked in the dressing room, he must have been like. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been rib yeah. ribbing the rest of the lads. Uh, the cat who got the cream. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you may have noticed it is the start of a new year. Perfect opportunity really? to bring us, uh, bring you the best of 2023. So you would think six foot four, Shaq would be pretty good at basketball. No. I, I, I was just playing no. around there. Just... Don's paid £1,000 to upgrade his internet. I don't know, uh, two months after the World Cup, he's on fire it's right now. You're telling us... An incident that happened earlier. There it is, there it is. <laughs> and when you mention those challenges, what would you put that down to, would you say? Oh, in this moment, it's just, I don't know if I'm not sure if you played football, but these kind of things happen. That you guys are making fun of my country. Do you guys know how to skate? Because you're talking, all three of you. Do you all three know how to put on the ice skate? He's the type of guy, you'd be on the plane, and he would just, like, pass gas, like, it, 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 just, it was so, so bad. Is it a coincidence we're talking about legacies here with Benzema? Uh-huh. And mine is passing gas. <laughs> What on earth are you wearing, Frank? <laughs> Where's this from, Frank? What is it? <laughs> no, the Queen's TV. Stevie's got an infected finger. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's killed. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. bust. Oh, it's bust. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Glasses. Oh, no. 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 Oh, no
goodness me, let me tell you something. Ready, hit, get ready. Oh, look, look at this pass, TV. Look at this. Oh! Oh! But see, here's the thing. I mean, I'm every single time. <laughs> Just banking the leaves. Uh, you'll notice it more as it goes on. And yes. <laughs> Oh, there's a fish! How do you not lift your legs? Is, is that a golden horse behind you? Yeah, it is, yeah. What, what, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Laura, does anybody listen to me in the house when I speak? <laughs> he was known as the Wally with the Brawley uh, when he was in charge of England. I don't know why I bring that up as we welcome Nadem uh, to the conversation. Uh, <laughs> there's no way you did anything thing for this. No, no. You said to Eleanor, I, I need no. no, exactly. No, my daughter picked the money up and yep. Eleanor put the bag and stuff in and put the top on. Yep, so you've done nothing. And Marcus brought it in. I just went like that. Perfect. Extra time is next. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah. Can, can I have a wee? Nope, you can't. <laughs> Kieran. And still he was chatting yesterday as well, open mic. What's that? Kieran, when he asked to go for a pee, and then yesterday he was chatting to someone yeah. during the break. He's not quite getting his timing right. No, that, uh, the, the fish video and then you and Shaq is fantastic. Oh, you it's so good. Oh, when, I first saw, when I first saw Jan <laughs> running around that track, yeah. with the, just the way he was running just absolutely done me. And then your fingers, Stevie. Yeah, that's... Oh, the smell. Yeah. What was that I said about you, you were off, weren't you, that day? <laughs> yeah. He has a walking infection. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Actually, he's not feeling too... Cold. Hey, he's not feeling too well today. Oh, no. Oh, bless him. Bless oh. cotton socks. Uh, that well, is we've it. all got to get it. Uh, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course, Extra Time is next. We'll be answering some of your questions. Hopefully, we'll fix Mario's internet. Welcome into Extra Time. Mario is with us. Craig and Stevie. Hey, that Preston North's a good player. <laughs> That's why I don't teach you. <laughs> what a stitch up. Uh, Happy New Year. Who made it to 12 and who didn't? You, you made it to 12? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. What time did you go to bed? I reckon 10. Okay, all right. Save us the details, Stevie, but did you make it past 12? I was in my bed. Right. Yes. What? Now and again, I've got to take and come back in. Okay, lovely. Yes, uh, Mario, did you make it to 12? Yes, of course. Yeah, with the whole family. Oh, oh, lovely. Very good. Are you still in, uh, in the Netherlands? Hi. Are you still in Amsterdam, Mario, yeah? Yes, I'm in Amsterdam. Oh, there you go. And do, what do you do to celebrate New Year's? Because when I lived in Spain, like, we'd eat 12 grapes. Is there any sort of tradition? Yeah, no. We, because my family doesn't drink alcohol, so we kind of, like, right. had, like, alcoholic and then we, it's like um we have like a i don't know how you call it like it's like a kind of cake kind of thing that's like a tradition in holland and we eat that so we all sit together celebrate and wish each other the best and making sure that last year is going to be this year is going to even be better than last year that kind of feeling well you, you joined us last year mario so it can only get only get better surely now <laughs> so, so let's you, go are, are you are you with the rest of your family mario you don't touch you don't do you have a drink no, I don't drink, and I, I never drank, so that's why drinking is not really my thing. So, mm. I like... Yeah, we're, we're like that. We're like that, haven't we? Yeah, I never drank I know, you guys are... We're like I that. never had a drink. I, mean, I, like that. Nope. I don't drink. I don't like alcohol. Nope. alcohol. And I never, and I never believed that saying. It said, "Never trust a man that doesn't drink." Right. Okay. Never believed that. No. Right. I had that twelve grapes one for the first time last night as well. Did you? Yeah. But you didn't make it to midnight. No, no. I did. What's that got to do with it? Well, how could, you, how could you eat 12 grapes at midnight if you are asleep? My daughter. Right. Well, she shoved them in your mouth when you were asleep. She tried to. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I said, I got my grapes with the wine. Ah, oh, there you I are. But you said 12 grapes. Yes. 12, and I went... Yeah. I never heard Yeah, a lot of that. countries do that around the world. Hey, well, it's a bit like putting coke in red wine, isn't it? Have uh, you ever tried that? What? Coke in your red wine? No. No. If you only no. try it? No. I wouldn't do that. No. Really? Is Stevie being too harsh on the Liverpool defence? They might look shaky, but have conceded the least goals in the Premier League and still have major room for improvement. I meant to say to you during the show, but it was too late. Oh, we'll do it again. It's very difficult to get out of the way you were brought up. Right. Because if we'd beat somebody 25-2, the first thing Ronnie Moran would be talking about would be the two goals that we lost. I see. And it's very difficult to just 
turn that off. Right, but you're always in that mindset say because of the way the game is now played. Well, that there's a lot, there's there's a less intensity about defending. Yes, but it doesn't make it right that you don't you don't give it the 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 attention it deserves. I mean, if you don't lose one of those goals, it, listen, as good as Liverpool were, Newcastle were never out of the game. Mm. As, as dominant as Liverpool were, so those little things are important. I mean, Ma Mario, say you won, a, you won a game 4-1. As a defender, how much would you focus on that one? Yeah, you make, yeah just what Stevie said, we always focus on the goal that you concede because our job is defending. You know, so for the other ones to score the goal, you make it, they make it easier for you and the other way around too, because you have to stop it. So I always focus on that. You know, you always look at could have done better, what should I have done, why am I, why, are they, uh, why did we concede it? Because maybe I should have um, make a step forward or a step back. So we always look at that. Yeah, that will be my main thing. But away from that, of course, hey, winning a game, and then and. Uh, <laughs> If you're the bad one that made the mistake, it will never go away. But if you didn't make the mistake, winning can at least wash it away a little bit. The thing is, Ronnie was an encyclopedia. Okay. He would remember if you'd done the same thing. Now, doing, do, making a mistake is okay, Right. but doing it repeatedly, you, you, you better not be doing that. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Uh, Craig, Who's Kieran Gibbs talking to you last night, by the way? I don't know. Because what did he I, say? I, I, I think he was talking to someone. Oh, he, he must have been with the producer. Yeah, because because he wasn't. In, no, he was on his own. I was really intrigued to know whether he found a friend in New Year's Eve. I don't think so. It, it's a very lonely place, Miami, when you're on your own. I would imagine. Yeah, it's quite sad, isn't it? Really. Oh, there you go. He was yeah. talking to the AD, apparently. Well, he was murmuring away. weren't, it? weren't <laughs> yes. it? Uh, Craig he was talking about going out for a drink on his own. Yeah, just for you. Uh, Craig, will Newcastle's owners stick with or sack Eddie Howe, hoping to salvage a European spot for next season? No, I think they'll stick with him. Yeah. But in this day and age, I suppose you just you just don't know behind the scenes. But it is a tough run they're on, and I do think they do need to get results. But I think it would be hard on them if they were to bin them. But you just never know. I don't, I don't think so, though. I don't think we'll... I so see you getting angry yesterday, whenever it was, and I asked if they'd regress, and someone was writing in saying, Stevie, didn't anyone ever tell you that you're supposed to return from vacation more relaxed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just... I it's the word that probably annoys me more than anything, because in my brain, regressed means that, you know, you've stopped doing all the things you did, and it's just a shambles and, and the whole thing. Which I think is really harsh, but as Craig said, we'll find out what the Euros are all about because if, if they've got half an ounce of, of, of how sport works and, and all these other things and how football works, then they won't get rid of Eddie Howe. Did you find the vacation mm -hmm. rela relaxing? Aye. Uh, oh dear. Aye. Uh, a bit long. <laughs> a bit long. <laughs> a bit long. <laughs> oh. I think you need to go on a proper holiday. Oh, yes, yeah, isn't he? He's going to Florida. Yeah, You've just got an Irish pub. Uh, it's a couple of weeks there. No, no, no. There we go. Right, for Mario. For Mario, Thierry Henry has stated that Dennis Burkamp was the best player he ever played with. Just how good, in your opinion, was Burkamp, and was he the best player you played with? Uh, Burkamp, I never played with Burkamp, but uh, I was a young boy when he was in the team and I saw him playing. So I definitely, you know, like it, it was a joy to watch. And I remember the chip, you know, like um, when you come to the outside the box and you put your, 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 your boots under the ball and you chip it right over the goalkeeper. He kind of introduced that to the Ajax. I'm sure the guys are familiar with it maybe before my me, but I'm just saying like, he brought that to, to Ajax. And then I remember coming to England, playing against Dennis Bergkamp. And I remember being on the field and I wanted his jersey. So I was like playing against it, but I was, it was still Dennis Burkham for me. You know, the young boy from Ajax playing against the legend Burkham. Next thing you know, the ball goes in the air and he puts his studs right on my knee. And I go like, okay, this is a good intro. So I was like, okay, let me kick off now. And then I started, you know, he got me in the game, but in, in, in one side, it was more like idolizing him. And the next thing was like, no, now I got to play the game tougher than yeah. what I've been. So away Did from you get that. Great Did you get his shirt, Mario? I got the jersey. I got the there jersey. Go. Oh, you could have kicked it. him hard enough then. <laughs> I got him in a documentary. But you know what the funny part is? Van der Beek, his uh, missus, is the daughter of Burkamp. So to have oh. it. 
you could have picked it up right there. Ah, fair, there we are. There few good only. Well, he was brought in by a manager at Arsenal who really struggled, and Bruce Rio. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of the really top things that Rio did at Arsenal, because he was in that Arsenal side when I was at Chelsea, 95, 96, 97. And trust me, not that it's a surprise to anybody, but he was a player. Yeah. I tell you what, he was a strong. He was what people don't. And I've said this to you before. Wasn't just his flicks and tricks and awareness. He was no. strong as well. He was a strong guy. Proper and tough. Player. And tough. Tough. Because normally we're not like in Holland. I'll be honest. But he made a move eh, from from Holland going to Italy. He went to Italy, and that's where it didn't go as well as he he wanted it to be. And then he came. Then his career. Yeah. Then you just—I mean, even for the national team, you know—if you speak to Burkham, yeah, definitely. If you ask me, one of the greats, definitely. That's that goal against the Argentina that keeps popping up. But you know the one that's in my head. It just always is Newcastle. Mm, yeah. yeah. Away. I think it was. I might be wrong. I think it was Nicholas Dabias. Yes. I don't know who it was, but they were like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who it was. But I was like, you were looking at it, going, "Is he? Hold on. Is he meant that?" Yeah. But he did. And he did, because it's Perkin. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He just flicked it around again, and the spin on the ball. Yeah. It was like, holy smokes. Proper player, Stevie? Oh. Yeah. Who is more likely to step up for Liverpool with goals while Salah is gone, and who, have the, who will get the most goals? Nunez, Diaz, Jota, or Gakpo? Stevie? If he stays fit, Jota. Right, yeah. This little guy just pops up at the right time and scores goals. Uh, Stevie, better than 50% chance that Liverpool win the league. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it, it's, it changes all the time. From two weeks ago, it's changed. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So they're the favourites? Oh, right, let me just think. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dived in there. Yeah. See, you take it easy, you'll be sorry. fine, you'll be fine. Sorry, I dived in a little. If City win the game hand, they I, go two points. Yes, I dived in a little earlier. Okay, all right. All right. Okay, you want to take a mulligan? Yes, I'll take a mulligan there. <laughs> yeah. Simplify the question. Yeah, slightly under 50%. <laughs> slightly under 50%. Yeah. So City are favourites? Yes. And it's a two-horse race? I don't think you can say it's a two-horse race. Well, you kind of have, because you I, said under 50. No, the, oh, here we go with the Dan Thomas school of putting words in somebody's mouth. Well, when you, you said, well, you, without even saying it... Well, you did say... Well, I didn't. You did. You said slightly... All I said was slightly under 50%. OK, right, how big's your slightly... But that doesn't mean that Arsenal's not in it. So how big's your slightly? I'm going to go... <laughs> right, come on, I'm waiting for this. Come on. I'm going Arsenal to go... Put a run together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go 50%. Manchester City. Okay, yep. That's the easy bit. Yep. 35% That's Liverpool. not slightly under 50%, and is it? 15 Arsenal. That's, that's a there bit, that's, that's bigger There's than slightly. So, bi so that's a three horse race. Slightly bigger. Because nobody else is involved in it. Right. That means it's yeah. a three, count these fingers. No, no, I understand that. Race. But when you say slightly under 50%, I think it's a stretch to take it all the way down to 35. Well, you can it? think what you like, Daniel. Well, I'm just, it's again, that's words. That's fine. What, words. What figures in your little brains? Fine with me. Right, so Listen. slightly. Be slightly, be yes. So listen, just be thankful. All those numbers <laughs> added up to 100. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> be thankful, right? That, to be honest, that was the only goal. <laughs> that was what uh, he was thinking. The only goal. If you can get Don in here, you could give him a little <laughs> oh, oh. half an hour wow. mathematical lesson. Um, well, you killed Don the other day and he got it right. No, but he just got it right because... Hold on, I didn't kill him. <laughs> I but killed him with any other thing. For getting it right. I mean. He never got it right. <laughs> 333 and a third, what does that make? 99.9. 3.3 recurring times three. Anyway, uh, Mario, are you concerned the referees give penalties for touches? On Liverpool's fourth, the referee clearly runs over and says he touched him. Since when does a touch mean it's a foul? You know, I, I think, I think uh, refs give, give um, they have some help. Of course, but I mean, if they the Yota moment, uh, the hot when he when he touches him, it was the elbow, and I think we highlighted it before. And um, yeah, there was a touch, so I feel like no, there's no disputing about it. And when you come at full speed, what do you want? The 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 the, the moment that you touch the player, 
it also depends on what is the beneficial to that person that is being touched. And that's the way the game is. And if you don't like it, football been there like that for years. So we just have to get used to it and making sure that we, we don't have guys that take the advantage of it too big. But no, I don't think, um, no, I think for me, the biggest thing is the far and it's not the touching of the players. Do you know the time in between games is just that's just a period where that allows people just to get really angry, right? For that period until yes. the next game <laughs> yeah. about decisions, <laughs> and then during the game they get angry. Then they just post videos and and freeze frames about how something's happened to their team, uh, and they get really, really angry about it. And as you said. The next game comes along, and then they move on to the next angry situation. Yeah, it's an evolving circle. It's all coming from Mr. Angry. What's up? It's all coming from you. My Michael does that. That referee. When we played there. Right. That referee. He's like, I'm like, yeah. behave yourself. Well, I'm just telling you. Uh, that is it. Then. Uh, that brings us to the end of today's show. Stevie, you're back tomorrow. Yeah, oh, with Shaka. Yeah, we'll absolutely. be reflecting on um, the return of La Liga plus uh, West Ham in action against Brighton. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.